At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. Pretty simple stuff there. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight, and it's the divisional round, and I've been absolutely losing my mind. Uh, work has been more difficult this week. Uh, everything seems a little bit more difficult this week, including sleeping. Uh, I'm just over-the-top excited. I cannot wait for this game. If you guys watched the first round of the playoffs, the wild card round, uh, we were not... You know, totally, totally, we, we had good games is what I'm trying to say here. We had some awesome games. The first game didn't look too amazing, uh, but the next few kind of followed up and, and kind of you know, brought it home and made it really exciting, especially Sunday's games. I think Saturday's games were a little bit more on the boring side, but, uh, it's still playoff football and every single player out there is doing every single thing he can to let his team win. And that's just amazing stuff all around. So, uh, super exciting stuff. And then this week we have some amazing matchups that I cannot wait to watch. Of course, of course, the most exciting matchup to all of us will be the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams at the Coliseum. This game is going to be absolutely incredible. We're going to get to that in just a moment here. Uh, but first, I wanted to let you guys know, if you have not already, make sure you guys head over to YouTube. You type in Ram Showcase on the search bar. First of all, you subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. And then after that, you need to watch some videos, okay? And the one that I'm talking about in particular is the the playoff teaser, the Los Angeles Rams playoff teaser. That was a video that I made uh, last week and uh, published it. I believe that was on Sunday night, and uh, it's awesome. Okay, it, it is absolutely awesome. Some of the comments were were overwhelmingly positive, first of all, but some of them were saying that gave me chills. So if you want some chills, you need to go check out this video. All right, it's pretty cool stuff. And then make sure you guys share it with all your friends, obviously, because they're gonna need to see this as well, especially your Cowboys fan friends. Make sure that they see this. 100%. 100. All right. So we're going to get into some news and notes before we talk about this game. Uh, first and foremost, Rams quarterback Zach Taylor did get some head coaching interviews, but has not been mentioned in any second interview scenarios. Uh, so with some positions that he has already uh, been interviewed for, they're being filled. Chances are increasing that he will stay. There does stand the chance, however, that he could be offered an offensive coordinator position at one of these locations. So, of course, the the Broncos did hire their guy. Uh, the Cardinals got their guy. So the only team that Zach Taylor did interview with that has not officially hired anybody yet is the Cincinnati Bengals. They also did, uh, they did interview Shane Waldron as well. And so, uh, you know, I mean, either one of those guys I think would be great candidates, but it's looking like the Bengals are not going to go with either of them. So, 
uh, it looks like Zach Taylor could be sticking around. So that's pretty cool stuff. I know a lot of Rams fans are are high on Zach Taylor and didn't want him to go. So it's looking like we could be okay as far as our coaching staff not getting totally picked apart right now. Uh, the only thing that I am concerned about personally would be some of these candidates that are going in other places uh, that maybe the Rams could have had their eyes on to to improve their own staff. And say the Rams do go on and win their next three games and Wade Phillips decides to retire. Who is going to be the guy that comes in to fill that role? It could be an internal hire, obviously, but some of these big names already being taken and even getting defensive coordinator positions at some at some other spots. Like like a guy like Todd Bowles, who's actually a very strong defensive coordinator, uh, but now he is already wrapped up in Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. That's a, an interesting signing. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how the Buccaneers do with that. But that's not what we're here to talk about, obviously. We are not here to talk about Bruce Arians becoming the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. Uh, we're here to talk about Rams and Cowboys. And just one more thing that I wanted to talk about with you guys in particular, Rams fans in particular, uh, before we get to that game, is I'm seeing a lot of bashing here on fans who are selling their tickets. And this is absolutely frustrating. It sucks. It sucks for, especially for a guy like me and many of you guys who listen to me, uh, because I can tell most of you guys are not in Los Angeles. Only about 10% of my listeners are in Los Angeles. So I know a large majority of you guys are not just readily available to go to any Rams game you want to as much as you might want to go to those games, such as myself being out here in Colorado. Uh, but you know what? Uh, this is this is my thing, okay? So a lot of hatred right now for fans selling their tickets, especially to Cowboys fans, and that's totally fair. The Rams need this home field advantage. We earned a home field advantage, and the fans are selling it away, which is kind of a frustrating topic. But I'm going to say I don't have any hatred towards this, okay? Uh, and, and the reasoning is is because they are the ones missing out on this opportunity. The fans that are selling their tickets are the ones that have to pass on this awesome experience to see the Rams in the playoffs at the Coliseum in what could be the final game at the Coliseum for the year and possibly, potentially, the final playoff game at the Coliseum the Rams ever play. That scenario is coming up, and that's going to happen. We're going to have our final games in the Coliseum. It looks like, you know, if the Rams do win this game and say the Eagles won uh, this weekend as well, we would get one more uh, playoff game in the Coliseum, and then we're only guaranteed seven more Coliseum games that actually matter. Of course, you got the preseason. We're only guaranteed seven more, and, you know, they're the ones that are passing on this opportunity to watch the Rams in such a historic venue I 100% will be in Los Angeles next year for a game. I have to see the Rams at the Coliseum. Being just 27 years old, I never thought that I would even watch the Rams play at the Coliseum on television, let alone be there. So I 100% will be there. Uh, the music that you guys hear in my intro and at the end of the podcast is actually from my band that's called Catharsis. And, and my vocalist is a Ravens fan. My drummer, me and my drummer are Rams fans. And a vocalist is a Ravens fan. The Ravens do go there next year. So we're going to check out the timing of that one. Uh, so it could be that one as well as my sister is a big Buccaneers fan and she loves Los Angeles. Uh, the Buccaneers play there too, uh, scheduled to at least. Uh, the Rams do host each of these teams. Uh, but it's looking like one of those teams I will go to LA to the Coliseum to see. And it's just because I want to experience that. I know that the Coliseum itself doesn't hold necessarily the best fan experience it's kind of outdated but just the historic value of it you know what i mean so some of the amazing games that have been played there just in the nfl and then you look at all the different teams who have played there in many different sports soccer football all over the place and then the olympics uh you know super bowls it's just a historic venue and i absolutely i'm so excited to go see it next year uh, I've never been to Los Angeles, uh, so I'm very excited for this for this trip. But you know what? They're the ones that are missing out on that. They're the ones that are missing out on the opportunity in what could be the final playoff game the Rams ever play at the Coliseum. Even if the Rams win this week, we may not get another game at the Coliseum. If the Saints win, we'd have to go to New Orleans. So uh, lots of lots of hatred going on right now. But I'm here to tell you, they're the ones missing out. All right, and if you guys are so bummed out about it. 
buy those tickets and go to the game. And that's kind of why I'm not super hating on these people, okay? Because I'm not going to be there. I can't be there. It's not financially in the realm of possibilities for Sheriff Joe Bags to go to Los Angeles this weekend and go to this playoff game. It's just not possible. And partially, I do. this is a little bit true here. I do need to watch this game with my squad, all right? My, my squad that I have out here, amazing guys, all right? Just incredible dudes. We've got Aaron. We've got Tim. We've got Seth. We've got Tyler. And we've got um, Alan. So, I mean, we got a, a, an awesome little group, and I love those dudes. Uh, do anything for them, so I have to watch this game with them as well. Like, if we can't all go, then then we don't go. You know what I mean? This is a playoffs. It's, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, during my live, I'll be doing on my, my pregame live on Facebook, I will show up to Aaron's, and, and Tim's going to be on the grill, and we'll hang out there for a little bit with you guys uh, talking some Rams football. It does, by the way, just a disclaimer, it does get a little above PG when I'm around all these guys, so... You know, just keep that in mind for uh, anybody who's watching maybe with the fam, which I, I know that that is a case. I got a message one time and was like, I thought your page was good, man. I thought it was I thought it was clean and uh, it wasn't that day. So I can't I can't control what these guys do. All right. I can't I can't do that. So there's no hatred. OK, that's what I'm saying. There's no hatred from me for these people who are selling their tickets. That's They're the ones that are missing out. And that sucks on them. Sucks to be you, nerds. It is time, though. We are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams, the first playoff game of the season for the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, this is the second for the Dallas Cowboys. Lots of small little nuggets in this uh, in this series for you guys this time around. So uh, this is going to be a fun one. So this game does kick off at 5.15 p.m. Los Angeles time. Uh, this will be on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be on the call if the Rams win this game. Or I guess even if the Cowboys win this game, the, the, the NFC Championship will also be called by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call for the Super Bowl. Uh, the Rams are seven-point favorites in this game. That's where the line opened. And the over-under is at 49.5. And uh, both of those numbers stand pretty steady. So uh, the weather in this game looks like kickoff. We're going to be about 59 degrees, 1% chance of precipitation. End of the game, we're going to be looking at mid-50s. 4% chance of precipitation. Uh, rain on Saturday looks like it could clear up by around 9 a.m. And we are looking at about partly cloudy skies for the rest of the day. So I know a lot of people concerned about the rain in this game, uh, but it's actually not going to be a factor. It, it's looking like we're going to miss that rainstorm for the game, which is actually really, really awesome news because, uh, you know, we, we've had some concerns with the weather uh, this season before. And of course, in, in Denver, it was super snowy all morning and very cold. And then in Chicago, very, very bad weather conditions as well. Super cold in that one. So, um, of course, those were two games that the Rams didn't put up a lot of points, you know, and six in the, the Chicago game and just 20, uh, 23, I believe it was, against uh, the, the Denver Broncos. So uh, let's take a look at the matchup in this one. This is the Dallas Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense. The Cowboys offense ranked 22nd in the league. Uh, this is These are regular season numbers, just so you guys know. Uh, 22nd in the league, the Rams defense ranked 19th. And this is one of the first times in very, very long that a Wade Phillips-led defense didn't actually end top 10 in, in uh, total defense uh, at the end of the season. Uh, passing the football, uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense ranked, ranked 23rd. The Rams defense ranked 14th against the pass. Running the football, Cowboys pretty good at running, 10th in the league, and the Rams defense 23rd against the run. Uh, Cowboys are putting up 21.2 points per game, that ranks 22nd, and the Rams are giving up 24, that ranks 20th. The Rams offense versus the Cowboys defense. Uh, the Rams offense ranked 2nd in the league, while the Dallas Cowboys defense uh, finished the season ranked 7th total yards. Passing the football, the Rams ranked 5th, and the Cowboys 13th. Running the football third for the Los Angeles Rams offense and fifth for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Very strong running team. Uh, they were really, really able to shut down that running attack for uh, the Seattle Seahawks last week at home. Uh, but they are definitely a worse team on on the road. So uh, we're, we're, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, total points per game, the Rams put up 32.9. That is second in the NFL and the Cowboys giving up 20.3. That is tied for sixth in the NFL. So if you look at those numbers, though, uh, so the, the, the Cowboys gave up 20.3 uh, points per game. The Rams gave up 24, and that is a big difference. So the, the Cowboys were tied for sixth, and the Rams with just 
four points more. Uh, we're 20th, so it's very tight on the defense this year. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I, I don't actually have this in my notes, but I, I know it off the top of my head. So the Cowboys uh, on the road actually had a 3-5 and five record, so weren't very strong road team this year. The Rams 7-1 and one at home, so very strong. Uh, of course, the Rams' only home loss coming to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, which are still in the playoffs. Uh, we got some ref stats for you guys. This is something, this is when you know it's the playoffs because we have ref stats. Uh, John Perry is the ref for this game. This is his 19th season, his 12th as a referee, 13th postseason game in his 8th divisional game. That is coming on Saturday. Uh, the Cowboys this year with John Perry as their ref are 2-0. and That was against the Giants and the Eagles. The Cowboys were called for total in both games, three penalties for 24 yards in all of those were called in the game against the Giants. The Cowboys and John Perry did not call a single penalty against Dallas in that Philadelphia Eagles game. And the Rams are 1-0 with John Perry as the referee this season, and that was that game against the Lions, the, the game that the Rams clinched the NFC West in. The Rams were called for seven penalties that day for 105 yards, so big difference there. Uh, the Rams uh, all-time in the postseason, 19-25, and 25, and in the divisional round, 10-8 and all-time. Of the six times the Rams have earned a first-round bye, they have, uh, they have made a 5-1 uh, record in the divisional round after having a first-round bye. Uh, that one loss coming in 2003. Of those five wins... The Rams are 3-2 and two in the NFC Championship game uh, that followed those wins. And then of those three wins, the Rams went on to have a 1-2 and two Super Bowl record. So, all three of the Rams' Super Bowl appearances came after having a first-round bye, which is something they obviously have this year. Uh, the Rams' last postseason win was on January 8th, 2005 against the Seattle Seahawks. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Of course, unfortunately, I also remember the following game like it was yesterday where the uh, Michael Vick, Warwick Dunn, and, and um, uh, Duckett, though, that, that, that led uh, offense for the Atlanta Falcons, just was way too much for the Rams uh, to hold up. So kind of a blowout loss there for the Rams. The last time these two teams met in the playoffs, it was 1985. The Rams won that game 20-0. to Eric Dickerson broke the postseason rushing yards record in a single game uh, with 248 yards. That full game is available on YouTube. I've watched it like six times. It's awesome. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, if you, I'll actually, I'll link it in the YouTube video. I won't link it in the podcast, uh, but I will link it in the YouTube uh, below. So make sure you guys, if you guys are watching me, then you guys can check it out below. Uh, of the Rams' 44 postseason games in their history, most have been against the Dallas Cowboys, being eight. That's 18% of the Rams' postseason games have been against the Cowboys, and they are four and four in that time. So breaking the ties, what we got to do. And the Rams are seven and two at home all time in the divisional round. Uh, Sean McVay is one and zero against the Cowboys as a head coach, but two and three against NFC East opponents, which is almost half of his losses. Of course, he's twenty four and eight all time. The last C Cowboys road playoff win was in nineteen ninety three, and they've had seven games since uh, on the road in the playoffs. And that game was against the Forty Niners. Uh, of course, that was early nineties, so that was kind of a, a, a little bit more of a of a of a promising time for the Cowboys and the Forty ers the history of this matchup, the Cowboys lead the all-time series 17-16, to so the Rams can knot it up with a win on Saturday. The most recent game between these two was October 1st of 2017, 35-30 for the Rams. Todd Gurley went off that day, which was very fun to watch. Uh, the first game between these two came on November 6th of 1960. The Rams won that game 38-17. to The Rams and Cowboys at the Coliseum. Uh, we've seen this game six times, so this will be the seventh matchup. The Cowboys, though, with the 4-2 and two record over the Rams at the Coliseum all time. Uh, two of those were in the postseason, and they were both NFC Championship games, 1976 as well as 1979. The Cowboys won the 76 version 37-7 and the 79 version 28 to nothing. Uh, divisional playoff games uh, for the Rams, 3-1 in uh uh, in this series. So in the divisional round against the Cowboys, the Rams are three and one, one and zero at the Coliseum. So the Rams have never lost to the, to the Dallas Cowboys at the Coliseum 
in the divisional round. I told you guys we're going deep in this one. Uh, so the matchups to watch in this game, I've got Amari Cooper versus the Rams cornerbacks. Uh, so that's mainly against Tlaib and Peters. Uh, Amari Cooper has played against each of these guys six times. Against Tlaib, he has 3.5 uh, receptions per game, 29.8 yards per game, and 0.3 touchdowns per game. And then in the six games against Peters, 5.3 receptions for 72.76.2 yards and 0.3 touchdowns as well. So some success coming from the Rams starting corners against Amari Cooper, who seems to be the big star, the big turnaround, the big reason why the Cowboys are even here right now is what everybody's talking about, Amari Cooper. So the Rams definitely need to stop him. Uh, and then we got some some injuries here, uh, but we'll talk about that here in a second. So uh, Xavier Suafilo, I believe I say that right. Uh, you guys know that I'm I'm kind of terrible with names. Joe Looney and Zach Martin, they're going to be going against Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, and Ndamukong and Sue. Uh, Suafilo did not play last week due to an ankle injury. He was also limited in Tuesday's practice. Zach Martin also limited in Tuesday's practice with a knee injury. Tyron Smith. Also, just to let you guys know, was limited Tuesday with a neck injury. Uh, but Lyle, Lyle Collins also, uh, these guys, Tyron Smith and Collins, are going to be teaming up against Abukam and Fowler. So I'm interested to see how that works out and uh, if they're switching sides at all and kind of trying to get each other uh, that matchup and maybe against Collins. Uh, Tyron Smith, absolutely amazing left tackle. Uh, so that's going to be a difficult matchup for uh, whoever's on that side at the time. And then uh, next matchup here, I got Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson versus Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith. I've been extremely high on Leighton Vanderesh this year. That kid is absolutely phenomenal. Rookie linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Incredible. And then, of course, Jalen Smith as well. Very strong. Uh, Dallas has a very strong run defense that could force the Rams to play how they probably prefer to play, which is a little pass heavy and running off the play action. Uh, what I think is nice here. Uh, is that the 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 fact that the the Cowboys have such fast linebackers and aggressive linebackers? If the Rams are able to kind of set up a uh, a little bit of a run game, then I think they do have the opportunity to run some play action successfully and get that ball to the second level and mess with that secondary, which actually isn't that amazing. Um, they do have some 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 good players, I think. Uh, I think that Awuzie is a very strong player, and then of course Heath is a very strong player as well. Uh, but I think the Rams can match up well against the the Dallas Cowboys secondary. I think the Rams have just more weapons than the Dallas Cowboys secondary is really able to handle. So uh, that's one thing I'm looking for as well. But that is it, it all comes off of the run game. Can the Rams establish a run game that the Cowboys have to respect? Because if the Rams are just getting, you know, two yards here, two yards here, three yards, one yard, uh, then they're not going to respect that run game for the Rams. So I think a lot of pressure falls on on John Sullivan, the Rams center, uh, because he is he's been the Rams weak link on the, the offensive line for the last two years. And he's not a bad player, but he is the weak link. So uh, I think that getting him, you know, able to get to the second level and then really kind of playing off those guards, Roger Saffold and... Uh, and Austin Blythe, I think it's going to be very important for this Rams run game. Well, let's see here. Uh, and then, of course, we got Ezekiel Elliott versus the Rams run defense. The Rams run defense has not been amazing. So the Rams run D has struggled at times. The secret here is to get ahead in the score early, forcing Dak to beat the Rams in the air. This does a couple of things. This takes the ball out of the hands of one of the top running backs in the NFL. Of course, he can catch out of the backfield. And it forces what who I believe to be a slightly above average quarterback to throw against experienced defensive backs who have been in this league and have had massive massive amounts of success and then of course the Rams do have strong pass rushers the the Cowboys offensive line has been strong for a very long time uh, but uh, I think that the Rams do have strong pass rushers obviously I mean I mean Dante Fowler obviously very talented Aaron Donald obviously very talented so that does a few things and uh, Dallas does possess a number of weapons and the ability to attack all levels kind of like the Rams do uh, but Dallas is not nearly as explosive as the Rams. So, uh, if the Rams can jump out ahead on the, on the score, if this turns into a shootout, I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys can really keep up with the Rams. They're not as explosive as the Chiefs and the Chiefs weren't able to do it. Um, so I think the best defense against Zeke in this game was just keeping him on the sideline and, you know, having those long drives 
and ending those drives with touchdowns because if the Cowboys are able to to kind of sit back and and allow the play to develop and uh, or allow their offense to to control the pace of the game uh, much like the Falcons did against the Rams last year I think it could potentially be a long day for the Rams uh, fortunately I think that the the postseason loss last year to the Falcons benefits the Rams in so many different ways here I just think that I'm not sure if the coaching staff was ready for that game I'm not sure if if the players were really ready for that game I think going into that game if you took if you took every single Rams player and added up all of their postseason games I want to say it was something ridiculous like 23 total games and most of those came from Andrew Whitworth, who got one a year with Cincinnati because they can't win in the playoffs. So it was just one a year going and going and going. And then, of course, we did have a couple of, of veterans who had seen some postseason action, but not a lot. And, and this year, that's definitely changed. Of course, everybody who was here last year now has one. And then you bring in Aqib Tlaib, C.J. Anderson, uh a lot of players. Okay, we bring in bring in some some more veterans, and then Brandon Cooks. Obviously, he's he's got plenty of playoff experience. So, uh, I think that that definitely benefits the Rams this year. I'm very excited about this game, uh, but that is going to do it for for this portion. And uh, on the other side, though, we're going to get into some fan quesos. We do have some quesos, obviously, about this game. Uh, so we'll talk more in depth after this break. So do not go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. And that's at uh, Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. I was, by the way, I, I was totally able to figure out how to pin a post on Facebook. So I do have the video pinned to the top. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I promise I'm doing everything in my power. I'm doing, I'm working so hard on trying to get my homework done and everything because because obviously that's that's a big priority in my life uh, trying to get my homework done so that I can have the time to actually put out a game teaser for you guys uh, but uh, time is tight and uh, we'll see if I'm able to get that out I'm not sure yet if I'm if I do uh, if I am gonna have time so we'll just we'll just leave it at that but it's time for fan quesos fan quesos it's one of my favorite parts this is where I kind of I got kind of get to go be a fan, you know what I mean? Which is fun for me. It's kind of like watching All or Nothing. I loved that because I just get to be a fan and just enjoy it, and it's just awesome. Uh, there's not too many times where I'm just not like deeply analyzing stuff while I'm watching it. So, 
So it's nice. It's it's real nice. But this is, this is one of my favorite parts. So thank you guys, first of all, everybody who asks me questions. Uh, if you guys used to ask me questions and you stopped, well, I didn't forget about you. And I want you guys to start again. Okay? We'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. Uh, first one here comes from Ian. I know the story is mainly going to be about Zeke and Gurley, but what would you look at as one of the not as attractive but meaningful matchups for the game? I would say that it's one of the matchups that I had already talked about, Amari Cooper, against guys who kind of know him. So Amari Cooper obviously played for the Oakland Raiders in the AFC West, which is exactly where Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters came from. They know this guy pretty pretty well. Uh, six games uh, for each of them against Amari Cooper, and they did really well against him. Of course, that's a completely different team, completely different system, completely different players around him, everything like that. Uh, but I do think it's important, okay? So I, I, I think that their experience against him in doing man-on-man coverage and stuff like that, especially for Aqib Tlaib and Wade Phillips' defense, I, I think that's super beneficial. And that's one of the things that I don't think enough people are talking about. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm talking about it. So I think that's going to be a really good one. And then, of course, uh, one, one thing that I'm keeping an eye on, too, is this Rams rested offensive line in the run game. So everybody's talking about right now the, the Cowboys run defense, and it is very good. And I'm not going to say that it's not because that would be stupid. That would be a biased thing for me to say that the Cowboys don't have a good run defense and that Gurley is going to go all over the place. That's that's That doesn't make any sense, really. So... Uh, I think that this is going to be good, though, because the, the Rams are rested now. They had a late bye week, and then you get the the bye week last week. So uh, there was work being done, but it was mainly fundamental stuff, kind of walk-through stuff and, and all that. So it wasn't super intense, but having the week off and not needing to play a game, I think that's massive for guys like Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan. And then, of course, Roger Saffold, who we kind of leave out of the veteran discussion, but he's totally a veteran uh, who's been there for a while. Uh, the right side is the young side. The the right guard and right tackle for the Rams is the young side. But I they need they need rest too, man. Those, those guys are are working hard every single week, and I'm I'm just really excited to see. And especially uh, with with the the Rams run game with now C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, something a pairing that we have not seen together against this Dallas Cowboys run defense. I'm I'm a little interested in that. So I, I want to see if the Rams are able to maybe wear wear them down a little bit in the run game and then maybe be able to close out the game, depending on, obviously, what the score looks like. But I think that that's g- going to be an important matchup as well. Of course, that does tie into your question of, I know that it's going to be Zeke and Gurley, but um, I, I think that C.J. Anderson's kind of being a little bit forgotten here because Todd Gurley is coming back. And I think that, you know, when, when, when Todd Gurley does come out of the game, you can't just say like, okay, cool. The backup's in, they're going to, they're going to throw or something like that. Cause it's CJ Anderson. He's a, he's a starter in this league. You know what I mean? So, uh, the, the Cowboys won't be able to, to fall asleep on the run game at all, which is that, which I think is going to be very beneficial for the Rams, something that they haven't been able to do all year. CJ Anderson played two games for the Rams and is now second in rushing on the team for the season. So I think it's very important. Uh, Kelsey, uh, for some strange reason, I believe our secondary will flip some imaginary switch and be dominant. Sue will have his best game and we will win. Do you feel this way? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'll, I'll just, I'll say it like that. I'm feeling pretty good about our defense. The Rams defense playing much more as a team in the last two games. Of course, those were against pretty inferior opponents in the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals, two teams that are picking very high in the draft this year. So, uh, but I, it's not, it's not the way that they were able to shut them down. It's the way they were playing together. And I think that that was absolutely huge. And you know what? I think that this is going to be a very good defensive game for the Rams. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, some, some big stuff come out. Uh, you mentioned Sue. Sue's had effort level issues all season. And I've been very critical on this, but it's the playoffs. And if I'm not mistaken, Sue doesn't have a lot of playoff time. All right. This is kind of, uh, uncharted territory. Of course, he played for for the Dolphins and for the Lions. So this is kind of some cool stuff for Sue. He was able, you know, uh, he got the money in Miami. That didn't motivate him to play well. He's won games in Los Angeles. That didn't motivate him to play hard. So is it the playoffs? Is it the playoffs where Sue just absolutely shows up and dominates some people? Because when he does show up and give effort, 
dude is unstoppable. He's a very talented player. You pair that with Aaron Donald, who always goes 100 miles an hour, then I think that that could be very strong. Uh, but then, of course, you got guys like Marcus Peters, who, you know, he, he has uh, he has a history of kind of, uh, especially this season, where he just hasn't played that well. Uh, but I think he's going to be a guy who's absolutely zoned in and ready, uh, much like Aqib Tlaib. I think that these guys are going to be zoned in. They're going to be ready to play some ball. Mark Barron is a guy that I expect to be, you know, just kind of kind of like that lightning bolt all all game long. We've seen it a lot early in games where Mark Barron, first quarter, he's cracking skulls and then he kind of backs it off. But this is the playoffs. I, I'm super excited to see Mark Barron in these playoffs. I'm really excited to see Todd Gurley in these playoffs. Uh, CJ Anderson's been here before. Brandon Cooks, he's one of the hardest workers on the team uh, from from uh, what I can see from afar. So uh, you know what? I think that this could be a very strong game for the Rams. It's going to go one of two ways. One of two, okay? It's either going to be a four-point game in either in either way. It's either going to be Cowboys-Rams in a four-point game, or the Rams are going to show up and shut the Cowboys down. I don't see it going any other way. The Cowboys are not going to roll the Rams. That's just not going to happen. I don't see it happening. And you could call me biased. You could say that I'm a homer all you want to. I just don't think it's possible. I don't think that the Cowboys have the firepower to absolutely just destroy the Rams. But the Rams do have the firepower to destroy the Cowboys. But I honestly think it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm picking like a four-point game in this one. I think it's going to be very tight. Uh, my my score prediction was 21-27 earlier this week, but I'm tightening that up. I really am. So uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a very very good game to watch. I think we're well, I think all four games honestly are very good, but we'll get into that. Uh, Fernando wants to know what are the chances McVay installs two back sets with Gurley and Anderson. Uh, and at the same time, so I think that that's very possible. I think it's 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 not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I I think it would be very cool to see. Honestly, you know, you see like maybe a play action to C.J. Anderson, and then a, a a screen pass go to the other side to Todd Gurley. I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, one thing I'm just looking for in this game because when the Rams were on their two game skid against the the Bears and the Eagles, there was just no creativity. We weren't doing jet sweeps. We weren't doing screen passes. We weren't doing any of the things that made the Rams offense the Rams offense all year. And I think that we're going to be pulling that out in this game. We're going to, you don't know what we're going to be calling. And I think that that's going to be very beneficial for the Rams against this strong Cowboys defense is that I think on any given play, you're going to have no idea where the ball is going to go. You don't know if it's going to be a run. You don't know if it's going to be a pass. You don't know if it's going to be a screen. You don't know if it's going to be a counter. Like I think it's going to be all over the place and super unpredictable. I think we're going to see everything pulled out by, by Sean McVay in this game, which could obviously win the game, but also that gives the next teams, if the Rams are able to pull out this victory, uh, some some good tape on the Rams. But what's cool about this team, and if you watched any Rams game with Tony Romo on the call, then you know this fact just as well as anybody. Uh, the Rams run so many different things out of similar looking sets that it's hard to know what they're going to do. And I think that's a big part of Sean McVay's offense is, is you may know you may know that this is the, the these are five plays that we are going to run throughout the game, but you do not know who's getting the ball. You do not know when it's coming. You don't know what, like you you just don't know. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about the factors going into it. It could come on first down. It could come on third and short. You have no idea what we're gonna be doing. So I think that's one of the benefits of the the Sean McVay uh, offense is just the unpredictability of it, which is really fun to watch honestly uh but but that being said yeah i think some two back sets could be in this game for the rams which would be really fun to watch well let's see here will mcveigh be patient with the run seeing as we've had success the last two games you know what i think that that's almost the key in this game is not abandoning the run in those games that the rams lost i i'm gonna keep referencing those the bears and the eagles games uh in those two games that the rams lost it was you know they, they were just running play action and it it felt like it felt like the Rams were running play action to run play action because the teams knew we weren't going to be running the football because we weren't running the football all day long. So it seemed like we were just running play action because that's what the play is originally designed for. Uh, but it, it didn't work because in order to run play action, you have to have a run game. Uh, so I think that I, I think that last year kind of gave Sean McVay a lot of insight on how you need to win in the playoffs. And 
It may not be a very McVay way to run your offense, uh, but it's but it's reliable, and you need to run the ball. You have two really good running backs, so why not? You have two really good running backs and a very strong offensive line, so try to run the ball. If the Cowboys are shutting it down, at least be patient with it, keep running the football, and force them to think that you're going to still run the football. You know what I mean? On on first down, you're still handing it off to Todd Gurley on some on some traps. I want to see more traps. We didn't really see as many this year as we did a year ago. Uh, but they have to think that we're going to pass the or run the football because otherwise our play action isn't going to work. And a big part of the Rams offense is the play action. This one comes from Jesse. If it rains, do we see more CJ Anderson and two tight end sets? And outside of Zeke and Amari Cooper, is there really anybody the Rams should worry about? Uh, so uh, right now, Jesse, it's looking like we're going to be good with rain. And I, I've seen some comments say, well, the, the field is still going to be wet. They're going to tarp the field, guys. That's that's what happens when it's going to rain and it's not going to rain at game time. They're just going to tarp it. The field will, will likely be dry because they'll tarp it. Um, so I'm not really too concerned about the field conditions in this one. And especially right now, obviously, USC season is over, so they're not ripping it up the day before. Uh, so I think the field is going to be okay. I think that we are going to see CJ Anderson in two tight end sense, sets no matter what, because that's kind of a good way to establish that you're going to be physical and you're going to pound the rock. Uh, but outside of Zeke and Amari Cooper, is there anyone the Rams would really worry about? I would say Dak and his ability to run. Um, I, I think the Rams do have fast enough linebackers to kind of contain that. And the it seems like the only running quarterback that the Rams are able to just stop all the time is Russell Wilson. It seems like the Rams just understand Russell Wilson and how to stop him. But uh, Dak Prescott, obviously, the Rams only have one game against him uh, besides preseason, which I hate to count. But um, uh, so I think that that's going to be important. And then I think that because of this game and who it is and where it's at and all the factors, I think we could see a little bit of Tavon on offense. Um, but and I'm a big Tavon fan. I'm I'm a Tavon guy. I don't even care. I'm a Tavon supporter. In this game, though, I hope he fails miserably. I hope he sucks. I hope he fumbles eighty times. I I I'm not pulling for him in this game. Any other day, though, I'm a Tavon fan. I hope he does well. Not in this game. Not in this game. So uh, yeah, well, I think I think he. I mean, obviously, he's a threat on punt return. Uh, but we practiced against him a whole lot, so I think that that helps too. And also, it seems like Tavon just every time he has a dope return, it just gets called back for a flag. So it, it turns out it wasn't a Rams thing. It was a Tavon thing of the, the penalties coming out on returns. Apparently, he just elicits flags. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Next one here comes from Jesse. How hard must it be to game plan against the Rams now with C.J. Anderson? Was it lack of competition against the Cards and 49ers, or should the Cowboys put a lot of time into planning for him? C.J. Anderson is a very strong running back. He obviously went over a 1,000 yards last year with the Denver Broncos. He didn't do a whole lot this year before signing with the Rams, but was able to go over 100 in both of his games, 299 yards on the ground for C.J. Anderson in just two games, almost 150 average, which is amazing. He, I mean, he, play, he played super well uh, for the Rams in just two games. And, you know, you can you can say it was the 49ers, you can say it was the Cardinals. These are still NFL teams, and he's still averaging just under 150 rushing yards a game right now uh, for the Rams. And, of course, that's a small sample size. It's hard to say that he's just going to get 150 every time, but uh, I, I think that, that that's something that the, the Cowboys definitely have to look at. And they also have to look at Todd Gurley, though, and I think it's like a combo package of needing to look at both running backs and also not knowing which ones are going to see which situations. We could see CJ we could see CJ Anderson a lot on third downs. We have no idea. I have no idea what McVay what's going on in that that brain of McVay right now. Uh but I I wish I could, but I I also don't think I have the brain capacity to accept that much information at one time. So uh maybe it's a good thing. I'd probably just, you know, go into an aneurysm or something if I could see into McVeigh's brain for one second. But I think obviously there's going to be some things going on. McVeigh obviously wants to get CJ Anderson involved in the, in the games in the postseason. So I think that's something we're going to see. Absolutely. We're going to see that. And I, I do think it's a threat big enough that the Cowboys have to legitimately plan for CJ Anderson because that dude puts in effort, man. I don't know if you guys watched him run, but he is running hard every single play. Absolutely love that. 
This next one here comes from Paul. With the Rams being one and done last year, what's the fear factor of that happening again this season? One through ten. Uh, nine, dude. Nine, totally. Um, it's, it's definitely a scary thing that the Rams could again go one and one, one and done. Um, the only thing that I guess would hold a little bit of solace for me is that the fact that we got further than last year. Um, that's not what I want though. Okay. So this is, this has happened to me. I, I'm a fan of the Rams, obviously. I am a fan of the Colorado Avalanche. I'm a fan of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, those are my main teams. And, and then I do follow the Texas A&M Aggies football team. So, uh, these are the teams that I watch. And for a long time, they all sucked and none of them were going to the playoffs. And then in one year, they all went to the playoffs, got booted right away in the first round. And then the following year, they all went to the playoffs and were, were able to go uh, on a little bit further, especially the Rockies. I think that was an exciting one. Uh, but that better not happen to the Rams. That's all I'm saying. And especially to the Cowboys, man, you don't want to lose to the Cowboys. And that's not just because America's team is still like that. It's that their fans are everywhere. And I'm loud and proud with my Rams gear. I'm wearing Rams gear all the time. So uh, they're not nice. They're trash talkers. They are rude. They are obnoxious. And uh, that's not who you want to lose to. Of course, you don't want to lose to anybody. It seems like it stings a little harder when it's to the Dallas Cowboys. For some reason, those, cow- <laughs> those Cowboys fans over there. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I would say the, the fear factor is, is there for sure, but I also think that if the Rams if the Rams lose this game, I think it says more about the Rams than it does the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have I mean they've been obviously playing really strong. They've won what last uh 8 of their last 9 and the Rams kind of stumbled there near the end and then were able to pick it up. Their offense was really clicking late and then their defense obviously uh doing really well as well. Uh but you know, it's, it's, I think if you, if you go one and done again, then it's, it's what, do, what is McVay not doing? What is he not doing in the playoffs that he's able to do in the regular season and be so successful that he just cannot figure out for the playoffs? And I think that it would say more about Sean McVay and what he, was he not doing in the playoffs than it would say for the Cowboys and the fact that they're just, they're, they're kind of hot right now. They're, they've got momentum. So I think it, it's, that's a definitely an interesting little storyline. Uh, these last few here come from MJ. It says, uh, am I being unreasonable in my thought that the Cowboys scare me more than the other three NFC teams? Let me give you my reasoning. The Cowboys have a mobile quarterback and a great running back, which have both been hard for us. Uh, a really solid defense, and they have momentum. I don't see Sean McVay losing to the same team twice in a season, so I'm less worried about the Saints or Eagles uh, once we meet them in the NFC Championship game. You know what, man? I, I'm not sure that it's unreasonable, but, but at the same time, I would say that uh, there's eight teams left, and of all eight teams, they're they're all pretty good. All right, they are all pretty good football teams. Even on the AFC side, you got the the Colts, who would probably be considered the worst. They're really strong, and then I would say, I mean, if you're not looking at momentum or anything, then I would say the Dallas Cowboys probably seen as the weakest in the in the NFC, and and they're really strong. Uh, so I I, w- I would put the Eagles there, but you can't do that necessarily just because they are defending champs right now. So, uh, and then of course all the teams with the bye week, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Rams, all very strong teams as well. So. Uh, I think that all these teams are very strong, and I think there's reason to worry about all of them. But I think what a lot of fans, not necessarily you, MJ, but what a lot of fans are forgetting is that the Rams are also a pretty good football team. So that's kind of what I keep telling everybody is, is, yeah, you can be worried about them. Yeah, they're really good. But I know there's Cowboys fans, the 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 real Cowboys fans that understand football and don't like break into parties and, and ruin it with their with their obnoxiousness. Uh, those fans, they are sitting here going, man, this is going to be a tough game. I have one of my one of my buddies that used to come to the bar uh, with me. I was talking to him. He's a big Cowboys fan. He was like, man, this is going to be a tough game for for the Cowboys. He's like, yeah, we have momentum. Yeah, we've been playing well. He's like, we haven't seen an offense like the Rams this year. We have not seen it at all this year. We've seen a bunch of okay offenses that we're able to shut down or running offenses that we're able to shut down. We have not seen a team as creative and explosive as the Rams. And that's true. That's absolutely true. So the it's, it goes both ways. The, the Cowboys are worried about this game too, as they should be. <laughs> 
Uh, next one here from MJ. I know they're not the Rams, uh, but can you give us a breakdown of the other playoff games and who you think will win? Personally, I see in New Orleans versus uh, the LA Rams in the NFC Championship game and the LA Chargers versus Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Uh, so, okay, I haven't officially put out picks yet, but I'll talk about these games because they are awesome. Okay, so I've got... Uh, the, the, obviously the Colts going to Kansas City, that's gonna be one hell of a game. The, the Colts may not have a lot of stars, especially on their defensive side outside of, outside of like guys like Darius Leonard. Uh, they make up for that though in pure effort level, which is amazing. Uh, that's like the super Sheriff Joe Bag style defense. That's, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanna see out of a defense is they may not be loaded with stars, but they are going to give you 110, 110% effort and they're going to knock you in the mouth. I absolutely love that. Uh, the Chiefs, though, I mean, obviously super explosive. They've shown weakness. They have lost games to very uh, physical defenses. I would not be surprised to see the Colts walk away with this game. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Mahomes is able to put together a late drive and score a touchdown to go up at the end. I think that that's what's going to happen. And, you know, there's going to be like, 32 seconds left on the clock, and it's just not going to be enough for Andrew Luck, who's having an incredible year with just T.Y. Hilton helping him out. That's about it. Now, they don't have a lot of stars, but they will give you 110% effort. Meanwhile, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs loaded with stars, and they don't always give all of their effort, but this is the playoffs. It's so impossible to predict a playoff game. Uh, and who would have thought like the Texans would just show up and not even care? Like They just showed up to that game and just treated it like a preseason game or something, or like just a regular regular season game. Just come out, we just play football. They did, They had no fire. If the Rams play that way, I'm going to need some hugs. Legit, I'm going to need some hugs. Um, uh, other game here in the AFC, uh, what is it? It's the, the Chargers at the Patriots. I think this is a phenomenal matchup, and I absolutely see the Chargers winning this game. Those Chargers are hungry. That's going to be one heck of a game. So, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and I, I picked the Chiefs in a close game, and I'm picking the Chargers in in probably like a 13-point game. I think the Chargers are going to be able to handle that Patriots team. I don't think that the Patriots are very strong this year. Uh, they are a much better playoff team than regular season team, uh, so I'm interested to see how that pans out. But these Chargers, like I said, are hungry. They are playing possessed out there it's, it's a lot of fun to watch these chargers play this year especially later in the season when they really needed wins and and all that stuff they are playing real tough i think they're going to come in and smack the patriots in the mouth a little bit and uh kind of show them who's boss a little bit just a, just a little bit uh then for the other nfc game you know the, the saints kind of have not been playing that well and they gave their starters two weeks off of course they sat them in week 17 and they didn't play last week so i think I think two weeks off is a lot, a lot of time. Uh, but what I'm going to say for this game is I think it's going to be like a 10-point lead for the Eagles going into halftime. And then after that, the I think the Saints are going to kind of come out and, and they're going to be ready to play in that second half and that they're going to come away with that win. Uh, it's probably going to be a tight game because I do believe that the, the Eagles are going to have the lead going into halftime. Uh, but I think that the, I think ultimately the Saints are just really powerful and I think that they're going to understand that they're powerful in the second half, and uh, they're going to be able to come back on that one. Uh, as for the Rams game, because I didn't really talk about this, uh, I think this game could be... Oh, man, I don't, it's so impossible, because if I say that the Rams are going to be you know, awesome and they're going to score touchdowns, then I'm going to have people that come out to after me and tell me that, that I'm a homer and all this stuff and, and all that. But um, I think that the Rams are going to lead at halftime, and I think they're going to lead at the end of the game. And I don't think it's going to be a crazy lead at halftime. It's probably going to be a three-point lead at halftime. And then, you know, closer to like a six-point win. That's going to be it, I, I'm pretty sure. I feel pretty confident in that, but I do think the Rams win this game. Either way, I do believe that the Rams will win this game. I'm throwing, I'm literally wearing a Rams t-shirt, hat, and necklace right now with my lanyard hanging out of my pocket. I do have a Rams tattoo. I'm going to sit here and say I'm not being biased, <laughs> uh, but I think the Rams absolutely win this game, 100%. I, I don't think that the Cowboys are powerful enough. They're good enough uh, to to keep up with the Rams, but I don't think that they're powerful enough and clutch enough to, to close out this team. I think that the Rams have that clutchness to them. Uh, the defense has shown all year that when they need stops, they can get stops. That's okay. They can do that. 
even if they're giving up a lot throughout the game. If they need to stop, they'll step up. They'll they'll do it. It seems like every time that I would say, man, we need like an Aaron Donald sack or something right here, he would pull it off. Or, man, a turnover right here. Just please give me a turnover. It seemed like they were able to pull it off every time. Uh, so I, I do think that that's something that we're going to see in this game as well. Um, MJ wants to know, uh, oh, first of all, he says LA versus LA in the Super Bowl. I think that'd be really fun. And I would struggle on whether or not I would watch that with my dad. I, I, cause obviously I'd want to, I mean, how many times would we get to see that in our lifetime? But then I got my whole squad. I don't know. He would have to come. He would have to come with the squad, obviously. So, um, but I don't think he would like that because he'd just be surrounded by super obnoxious drunk Rams fans. No shame. Uh, next one here from MJ. What kind of cheese dip will you be eating during the game? Uh, I will not be eating any cheese dip during the game. I am um, I am inflicted with the lactose intolerance, or as my sister so eloquently put it growing up, that I am a lactoid. Um, so I will not be enjoying any of, of, of any of the cheese dip. I don't even know if there will be cheese dip. I know my buddy Tim. He's the grill master. He's going to be on there. He always makes... You know, some carne asada and some stuff. It's, he's he is awesome on the grill. So uh, we'll be doing that mainly. And usually we just rip that up, <laughs> just tortillas and stuff like that. And we just kind of put it all together, do it however you want. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good time. But I think that that's mainly going to be the thing. I think I'm going to bring something. I don't know what I'm going to bring. Tell me what I should bring to this. <laughs> I don't know what to bring. <laughs> Um, MJ, I need you. I need you to message me, man, and you need to tell me what I need to bring to this because it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So, but no cheese dip. No cheese dip. Uh, last one here from MJ. Will there be any unexpected standout players for the Rams during the playoffs? I think I, I love this question. BT dubs. I love this question. I think that we're going to see Marcus Peters be Marcus Peters. He's going to step the F up in this game and he's going to be playing awesome i i do believe that i think marcus peters is gonna be one of our better players throughout these playoffs no matter how long that happens to last i think that marcus peters is going to be one of those guys and i'm hoping i'm 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 holding out hope that nadamik and sue will also be one of those guys who just comes in and will not take no for an answer will not take a loss for an answer will not take being blocked for an answer and just and just kind of dominate like he can. He has the physical abilities. That's what bothers me so much about Nadamik and Sue. He has all the physical abilities to wreck games and just doesn't put in the effort. Doesn't put in the effort. If a guy like with with my kind of determination had the, that kind of physical ability, oh man, I'd be unstoppable. Kind of like Aaron Donald. I'd be Aaron Donald. If I... <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm basically Aaron Donald, guys. I don't know if you guys... You guys haven't seen me. I'm pretty much built exactly like him. We get, I get confused for him all the time. People always come up to me, dude, are you Aaron Donald? Like, yeah. Yeah, I am. I am Aaron Donald. We look exactly the same. It's weird that you should say that. I look like an Aaron Donald and Sean McVay combo. It's, uh, it's what the ladies always say. Anyway, I'm going to... Before it gets too weird in here, I'm going to go ahead and hop out of here. That was This is it. This is Ram Showcase. Just to let you guys know, um, there will be some changes to the schedule next week. On Wednesday, I unfortunately, I will be out of town, so I will not be available to do Ram Showcase on Wednesday. I'm going to be looking at my schedule, my school schedule and everything. I might do the show on Tuesday after I get off work, uh, but I will be off all day on Thursday, so there's a higher chance that next week's episode will release on Thursday. Um, and the reasoning is, um, if you guys know me at all, I am a, I'm a big Disturbed fan. Disturbed logo was the first tattoo I got. I got it on my 18th birthday on my left arm. And show no regrets, I love Disturbed. And uh, they are in Denver on Wednesday next week. So um, unfortunately, I will not be available to do Ram Showcase for you guys. But instead, let's be rocking my face off to some Disturbed. I think Breaking Benjamin's opening for him. Ugh, gross, but... Either way, Disturbance is going to be awesome. Um, I am coming back that night. I will be back in town that, that night. But that's going to be probably like 1 a.m. or something like that. So on two, uh, Thursday, it's likely that I do the show then. Uh, but there is a chance, depending on what my school schedule looks like and what, what work I'm able to do, uh, that I get that show done on Tuesday. Um, let, let me put it this way. If the Rams win this game, there's a chance that I just go ahead and do Tuesday so that I can have some extra time for, for that show. 
Uh, and if the Rams are not able to move on, uh, then I'll likely do the show on, on Thursday. But, of course, on the Ram Showcase Facebook page and Twitter page, I will keep you guys up to date on that. So make sure you guys are liking and following there because that's where you get all those uh, program notes and everything, as well as just all the news you could possibly want for the Rams. It were the news, not anything. I don't just post anything. I'm not going to... I'm not going to just blow up your timeline with, with stupid stuff that you guys don't care about. It's, it's all important stuff, okay, regarding the Los Angeles Rams. Um, but uh, for those of you guys that have not already, make sure you guys follow me and the Ram Showcase social media pages. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. And you can follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel for all the sickest vids. And uh, that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a great night, and let's beat the crap out of some Cowboys. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.